Bismillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ba'id We continue with our Ali lessons in the book The uh, Ali Sound Creed, this guide to sound creed And last lesson we looked at some of the uh, methods uh, regarding which the Quran and he calls to uh, La ilaha illallah and he calls Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in today's lesson uh, the and in the title the topic the Sheikh mentions Huduth al-Shirk fi Tawheed al-Ilahiyya and the occurrence of Shirk in Tawheed al-Uluhiyya and the Tawheed of worship which basically this uh, lesson this topic revolves around the occurrence of any shirk on the earth and the first time shirk occurred on the earth when did it happen who who basically you know committed shirk and basically the reason behind it and the shirk will mention some of the kalams of Sheikh al-Islam and Ibn al-Qayyim and regarding the Madkhal, i.e. the ways of entry of the shaitan upon a person for them to commit any shirk. So the title tells us that at the start there was Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, Tawheed of worship. Okay, at the start of the creation of mankind, okay, at the start any of mankind's uh, any presence, it was only Tawheed al-Uluhiyya. It was only the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And that shirk came afterwards. Okay, shirk came afterwards. So shirk was not an inher inherent uh, like a quality of mankind. And mankind was created upon Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. And mankind was taught to worship their Lord alone. So that was what mankind was upon at the beginning. Then shirk occurred and he later on. So shirk was an, sort of an addition, something that came and he, in the affairs of worship. The shirk says, it is and he, a must <coughs> or it is and he requested from a Muslim that after they know the truth that they learn and know that which opposes it from the and the falsehoods and from the falsehoods so that he may stay far away from it so the shirk here is pointing to a very important affair that after a person knows what tawheed is knows the truth then that person should likewise as he learned Tawheed, he should likewise learn what opposes it, and <coughs> shirk. Why? So that a person may avoid it. So a person may protect themselves yani from it. As he says, it's been mentioned, عرفت الشر لا للشر ولكن ليتوقيه. I learned about the evil, not for the sake of learning or knowing what evil is but rather to protect myself from it but rather to protect myself from it 
Then the Shaykh and Shaykh Salah al-Fawzan, Ta'ala, he mentions that Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman, and one of the companions of the Prophet وسلم, that he said, كَانَ النَّاسِ يَسْأَلُونَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ عَنِ الْخَيْرِ وَكُنْتُ أَسْأَلُهُ عَنِ الشَّرِّ مَخَافَةً أَنْ أَقَعْ فِيهِ said that the people, he said that the people used to ask the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding the good things okay, the things that were khayr in them okay, the things that are good but I used to ask him regarding the evil things okay, I used to ask him regarding the things that got evil in it the things that are bad why? he said مَقَافَةً أَنْ fi fi in fear that I may fall into it fear that I may fall and into it so here we see Hudayfa ibn Yaman very concerned regarding the affairs that are falsehood the affairs that are evil not for the purpose of him just knowing it knowing what is wrong or evil just for the sake of knowing no but rather he wanted to know regarding the affairs that are evil and bad so that he may protect himself from it Okay, so that he does not fall into it, so that he may avoid okay, these affairs that are evil. So this is a very, very important and a point and an important stance of the Muslim in his life. To learn what is evil and bad, so that he may protect or she may protect themselves and he from it. And... Likewise, he said, the Sheikh mentions that Amir al-Mu'mineen, and the Amir of the believers, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, he said, Yushaku an tanqud ura' al-Islam awratan awrah Ida nash'a fil-Islam man la ya'rif al-jahiliyyah He mentions that it is feared that the principles of Islam, and the fundamentals, the teachings of al-Islam, will be destroyed, okay, will be lost one after another, one after another إِذَا نَشَأَ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ مَنْ مَنْ لَا يَعْرِفْ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ and if there comes generations and in Islam of people and those who have not tasted jahiliyyah, those who have not lived in the times of jahiliyyah, the pre-Islamic era and before Islam. Yeah? So this fear is that people do not know about the evil. So when they do not know about the evil, they cannot protect themselves from it. So when they cannot protect themselves from it, they fall into it. When they fall into it, okay, their Islam decreases, their, their principles are affected. And basically, this is what Umar al-Khattab is, is mentioning here. Likewise, the Sheikh mentions, and even before that, and before these, and companions, Al Khalil alayhi salatu wasalam mentions, and Ibrahim, but Ibrahim alayhi salam he mentions, Rabbij al hada al balada amina, wajnubni wa baniya an na'bud al asnam, Rabbi inna hunna adlalna. 
Ibrahim alayhi salam, he mentions in this verse, as Allah mentions and he regarding him, what he said, O my Lord, make any this balad, this place secure, and keep me and my any offspring away from the worship of idols. My Lord, indeed they have misguided a lot of the people. Indeed, they have misguided a lot of the people. So here we see the concern of Ibrahim regarding protecting oneself and one's children from, from evil. Here, he was asking for protection for himself and his children from worshipping idols, which is shirk, which is the greatest of the I mean, the greatest of the major uh, sins so he was asking for protection against it so here we see the concern I mean, of I mean, the prophets regarding I mean, protecting themselves and I mean, their children from evil and from harm so the sheikh says I mean, these evidences implies and they necessitate that one must have fear of shirk. One must have fear of shirk and that one must learn about it so that they may avoid it. So that they may avoid it and protect any themselves any from it. And he said that shirk is sorf shay'un min Shirk is that a person gives any, a portion or a worship to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is shirk. A person performs an action of worship for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says, for examples, du'a, for example, dua, supplication, wadhabh, and he's slaughtering or so sacrificing an animal, wadhabh. Taking an oath, and seeking help and aid from other than Allah, and regarding the affairs that no one has the ability to do except Allah, and Subhanahu wa Taala. And he said that Tawheed is that you single out Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with worship. Tawheed is that you single out Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with worship. And he says that this is inherent in the children of Adam. So that's the asl, that's the origin regarding the children of Adam. Is Tawheed. Tawheed, which they were created upon and created to fulfill in their lives. And shirk was something that is external that came after. That came after and entered amongst the people and entered and entered any between any the people as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions Allah 
Allah mentions, and the people they were one ummah. The people they were one ummah, one nation. Then Allah sent Ali to them prophets as mubashirin and mundirin, the givers of glad tidings and warners. And they sent, and he sent with them scriptures, bilhaqi, in truth, so that they may judge between the people regarding that which they differed, regarding that which they, and he differed. So in this verse, it states that the people they were one nation, and the people, humankind, mankind, they were one nation, one and a nation. And the Shaykh he mentions Ibn Abbas he said Kana bayna Adam wa Nuh ashara qurun kulluhum ala al-Islam That there were 10 generations between Adam and Nuh Nuh and he being the first messenger Adam the first prophet and there were 10 generations between them and all of them they were upon Islam. All of them they were upon Tawheed. All of them they were obeying Allah and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So therefore during that time the people they were one ummah. They were one nation as the verse and he previously has stated. The people and mankind they were one, one nation. One nation upon Tawheed and upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Shaykh mentions the kalam of Ibn Qayyim rahimullah ta'ala. Ibn Qayyim says, This and the opinion or this explanation of this verse, this is what is correct and regarding this verse. This is what is and the correct explanation of this verse. And likewise, Ibn Qithir has likewise mentioned that this is the correct and the opinion <coughs> regarding this verse. وَأَوَّلُ مَا حَدَثَ الشِّرْكِ فِي الْأَرْضِ فِي قَوْمِ نُوحِ The first time that shirk, the worship of other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala occurred on the earth was and it with the people of Nuh. The people of Nuh. So from Adam until the people of Nuh, everybody upon Islam, Tawheed, and the first shirk that occurred on the earth was from the people of Nuh. When they went to extremes regarding the righteous, the righteous amongst them, they went to a certain extreme. وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِهَتَكُمْ And they said, do not, never leave any your gods. Never leave your gods. وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ وَدًّا وَلَا سُوَاعًا وَلَا يَغُوثًا وَلَا يَعُوقًا وَلَا نَصْرًا And never leave any وَدًّا وَلَا سُوَاعًا وَلَا يَغُوثًا وَلَا يَعُوقًا these are only five names that were names of five major idols or five major and those salihin 
that the people of Nu worshipped. The Sheikh mentions that Al-Bukhari mentions in his Ali Sahih from Ibn Abbas anhuma, who said and regarding these names that we just mentioned and in this verse they were Asma Rijal Salihin Min Qawmi Nuh they were the names of righteous men from the Ali people of Nuh and when they passed away, Awha Ashaytan ila Qawmihim an insabu ila majalisihim alati kanu yajlisu nafiha and the ansab. So when they died, the Shaytan inspired the people that they should erect in the places where those pious people used to sit. Uh, they erect uh, any pictures, they erect statues in those places. And they called any those statues that they erected, they gave them the names of those any righteous men who passed away. So they did it. So they did it. At that point, when they made the statues, okay, at that point, at that time, they were not worshipped. So the shaitan, when he came and he, when he with his waswasa, he convinced them, he inspired them, he put that, those doubts into them that they should and erect statues in remembrance of them and, of course, give them their names for the purpose of remembering them. For the purpose of remembering them and when you remember them you want to be like them so the people did it they made the statues and at that point they did not worship any of those uh, those statues so until that generation died and passed away and knowledge was forgotten and ignorance came about then they were worshipped then those statues and those righteous people they were and he worshipped they were worshipped so it was not straight away make the statues and worship them but the first stage that's shaitan and he uh, did inspire the people was just to create the statues to remember those people so that you remember their goodness and that inspires you to be like them and then when that generation and he died after them came a generation who was more ignorant than them and of course then the shaitan inspired those people to to worship those statues and deceive them into thinking that their forefathers used to worship them. That's why they are there. They were there for worship. So therefore with ignorance, they worshipped any of those idols. Ibn Qayyim said, قَالَ غَيْرُ وَاحِدٍ مِنَ السَّلَفِ لَمَّا مَاتُوا عَقَفُوا عَلَى قُبُورِهِمْ ثُمَّ صَوَّرُوا تَمَاثِيلِهِمْ 
He said, more than one person from the Salaf said, when they died, and those five, those people, the righteous people from the people uh, from the I mean, uh, people of Noah, when they died, they used to basically uh, be where their graves are, okay, and stay there for any a period of time. They used to come and stay there, only to remind uh, to remind them of of them. Then they made statues, okay, looking like them. They made statues resembling them. Then as time went on, as time passed, then those statues were worshipped. Okay? Those statues that were similar to those uh, righteous people who passed away, then they worshipped them. So as time went on, and the ignorance, and it came about, and people worshipped those idols. ومن هذا الأثر الذي رواه البخاري عن ابن عباس في غلو يعني في غلو قوم نوح يعني في الصالحين وتصليهم إياهم والاحتفاظ بصورهم. He says يعني regarding this author this narration that al-Bukhari يعني has mentioned from Ibn Abbas يعني regarding how the people of نوح went to extreme. And regarding their righteous, and they made those statues, and looking like them, uh, basically to remember them, okay, and they placed them in the, the place where those righteous people used to sit. It says, from here, we understand the danger of making pictures and in making statues. Okay, from here, we understand, from this, we understand the dangers of making pictures and statues and we understand the danger of placing statues on the walls uh, for, uh, we understand the danger of making or uh, placing any pictures any on the walls and we understand the dangers of placing statues uh, in the streets and the places in the community, for example, and that that will and he make people and he fall into shirk, and these will lead to people and he fall into shirk as it occurred with the people and of Noah. So he says, when they stand from this, we take the example from this, a lesson from this, understand the dangers of and making pictures placing it on the wall and making statues and placing it in the streets etc because that will lead people to fall into shirk and regarding those pictures and regarding those uh, statues it says because and he, the people will end up glorifying and he, these pictures and these statues that are erected so therefore, that would lead any the people to worship them. After some time, etc., that will lead people to worship them. As it occurred for the people of Noah. Even if it doesn't occur now, any generations later, and it may occur that people only worship these statues, etc. Just for this reason, Islam came with the impermissibility of 
making taswir any pictures and statues and likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has any la'na al musawwirin any la'n Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has cursed any those who make pictures and those who make any the statues and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised them a severe any punishment and that they will be from the people who have the most severe the severest of punishment on the day of judgment and says the reason Islam likewise has uh, pre, uh, made impermissible and the making of pictures etc set then blocking the means to shirk so Islam prohibits something and he prohibits shirk and likewise Islam prohibits those things that lead to shirk that lead yani, to shirk why? And so to block the means to shirk to prevent people from falling into shirk from those means and likewise he says I need to make people and to uh, and make people stay away from imitating the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example in statues etc and pictures so that they do not imitate the creation of Allah and the Azza wa Jal and the creation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created it says likewise from this and the occurrence of this and the story this issue that we have mentioned regarding the people of Nuh and the occurrence of shirk we see the effort and the keenness of shaitan in deceiving and deluding the children of Adam okay we see how keen and how much effort the shaitan places in deceiving the children of Adam in the children of Adam and he says the shaitan it is possible that he comes to the people regarding their emotion he plays on their emotion and uses their emotion okay, to make them fall into and he shirk for example uses their and the emotion like in the case see, of the people of Nuh who fell into shirk and they loved their righteous people and those righteous people and they loved them they honored them so when they passed away of course they would have been saddened okay and shaitan he used that emotion to get them and to initiate that path to shirk to initiate that path yani to shirk and likewise he says shaitan can come honey to the people and he claiming that he is encouraging them and he to good encouraging them and he to goodness to khair he says so when shaitan saw the attachment that the people of Nu had to their righteous people and their love for them and their love for them he called them to go to extreme and in their love for them 
Okay? He, meaning his tariqa, his method, he called them to go to extreme and in their love for them by commanding them to erect any statues and pictures to remember them. Okay, to remember them. وَهَدَفُهُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ أَتَدَرُّجْ بِهِمْ فِي إِخْرَاجِهِمْ مِنَ الْحَقِّ إِلَى الضَّلَاءِ And his objective, the objective of the shaytan in this is to take them step by step from the truth to falsehood. And from the truth to falsehood. So he did not come straight away and say to the people, your righteous people have passed away and you love them, so worship them. Yeah, he used that he basically saw the attachment and love that they had for their salihin, for their righteous, and he just placing the first steps and it with them that led them to shirk. And the first steps was, you love them, okay? you honored them, place statues to remember them. Place statues and to remember them. So that was the first step. So the shaitan slowly, slowly basically used the darruj. And he step by step, that will take them out from the falsehood. So if I take them out from the haq, and the truth, to the falsehood. And the shaykh mentions that the shaytan was not only considering that generation, he was looking further on. He was looking further on. Okay? He was not only aiming for that generation to fall into any uh, shirk. But he was looking later on the other generations that are going to come, and that those generations they will have less knowledge than this generation. They will have less knowledge, and ignorance will be more and he prevalent and he with them. And therefore, that he will be able to convince them and he to worship these statues these pictures and these statues. So therefore, أَوْقَعَهُمْ فِي الشِّرْكَ الْأَكْبَرِ Shaytan let them, he led them to fall into major shirk. وَكَابَرُوا نَبِيَّهُمْ And they were arrogant to their, to their prophet. And the people of Nuh, his nation, they were arrogant towards him and they said do not leave your gods do not leave your deities so this is a very important point that we need to contemplate upon and the shaitan he we say very clever in the way he makes people fall into the falsehood yeah as we see this example here yeah he uses people's emotion or that he is a, and he call it to goodness, places the first steps that will lead people, and he to later on fall into, into shirk. So, and by this, we understand how we need to be very careful and regarding these affairs. A lot of the time, people will basically we think, oh, this is only a small matter. I will not fall into this for this for this reason okay we think any good of ourselves but we don't realize that on the you know at the back shaitan is planning okay 
Shaitan is really deceiving us in the way we think. Okay, planning, setting up a plan, slowly, slowly, for us to become relaxed, for us to think ourselves, to be very good, think good of ourselves that, you know, this will never happen to us. And then slowly, slowly, he's setting his trap, okay, for you to fall into it later on, whilst you are unaware. Takes you step by step, and he's slowly, slowly. So we need to be really careful regarding this. Shaykh Salaf then he mentions Anisam Kalam of Ibn Qayyim, Ibn Qayyim, Rahmullah Ta'ala. Ibn Qayyim says, Indeed, Ani the Shaytan, he played with the Mushrikeen, he plays Ani with the Mushrikeen, or played with the Mushrikeen, and he seduced them. Fi ibadatil asnam, Ani regarding their worship of idols. Fakulu qawmin ala qadri uqulihim. Okay, so the Shaytan deals with every group of people and every nation according to their uqul, according to their mentality, according to their mentality, their uqul, what they believe. Okay? The shaitan therefore sets up these plans according to the different mentalities. This qawm, this nation has this type of mentality and that qawm has different that, that type of mentality. So he comes to them okay, based on what he knows about them and sets up these plans to make them fall into any falsehood. So he says, uh, as a group of people, and generally a group of people, he called them any to the the ibadatiha min jihad azim al mauta al ladina sawwaru kama fi qawminu. And he said, one group of people, he called them to the worship of idols. He called them to shirk from the angle. Of them and he glorifying and elevating their dead and he who who died and by them making these statues and he to remember them as occurred for the people of Noah so this is one way that he basically tricks and a group of people to fall into shirk using their emotion using their love for someone okay and using that these people have a ta'zeem for those people. They look highly to, uh, to those people. So therefore he uses that to make them. And he creates statues and pictures etc etc. And to make them fall into uh, shirk. As it occurred with the people of Nur. And the shirk says this is the as-sabab huwa al-ghalib ala awam al-mushrikeen. This, this way is what's most prevalent and regarding the common and the people of the mushrikeen this is how they fall into shirk okay this is the most common way how people fall into shirk by going to extreme regarding their love their veneration of their righteous okay this is the most common way that people fall into shirk okay by going to extreme, extreme regarding their love and veneration of any their righteous, that leads them any step by step to any shirk. Uh, Say so as for any other groups, then for example, 
they've taken, for example, uh, Another group of people, the shaitan, called them to shirk or made them fall into shirk by getting them to make uh, statues, for example, which represents stars, which represents stars, which those people claimed had an effect upon the earth, what occurs on the earth. Okay, so that comb, that people, that group of people, they used to highly regard the stars. They used to highly regard the stars. So they were tricked by make something which represents the stars amongst you. Okay, and therefore people venerate these and these statues, and therefore they end up slowly, slowly worshipping them. And uh, the Sheikh mentions, Ali Muqayyim, he mentions, so therefore, Ali, regarding these statues that these people made, Ali, representing stars, they then gave them a chamber, okay, like a house, and a chamber, and placed custodians, and then later on offered sacrifice for them. So all these things had occurred, step by step. And this is still present, and now. It was present before, and it is still present now. And so the origin of this type of shirk, I mean, worshipping stars, that basically occurred regarding the polytheist, and it was as-sabi'ah. And they are, or they were, the people of Ibrahim, and the nation, and the people, and of Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam. الَّذِينَ نَاظَرَهُمْ فِي بُطْلَانِ الشِّرْكِ And Ibrahim, and he is the one who basically, he نَاظَرَهُمْ uh, Argument, basically. He debated with them. He debated with them. And he to prove to them the falsehood of the shirk that they were upon. And he demolished and he their claim with his knowledge. And he broke and he, their gods with his hand. So they requested that he be burnt in a fire. So they requested that he, Ibrahim, be burnt and in a fire. Okay, so that's two many groups of people. Then another group of people, they took the sun, uh, sorry, they took uh, the moon as a god. Okay, another group of people who highly regarded the moon so therefore, that's how the shirk and he entered into them. Okay, so therefore then they took the moon, okay, as uh, and he a god to worship. <coughs> because of their claim, as the Sheikh mentioned, the claim that the moon is deserving of being worshipped because the moon controls the lower world. Okay, because the moon controls the lower, lower world. That is what this group of people claimed. And another group of people, they worshipped the fire. Okay, and they are the Majus. Again, these people highly regarded the fire. Okay, the properties of the fire. And they ended up worshipping the fire. And another group of people, they worshipped water. And another group of people, they worshipped different animals. Uh, some uh, group of people, they worshipped horses. A group of people, they worshipped the cows. And a group of people, 
they worshipped people, those who are alive and those who are dead. And another group of people, they worshipped the jinns. Another group of people, they worshipped the trees. Another group of people, they worshipped uh, the angels, etc. And this, with this, the Salam of Ibn Qayyim, and he ends here, the Sheikh mentions. So here we see okay, that whatever a nation is upon, whatever they highly regard, the Shaitan comes to them and places the steps to make them and he fall into shirk in that way due to their, their emotion, the high regard of such and such. Okay, places the, and the steps, slowly, slowly they go on and they fall into shirk regarding that which they revere. Um, and according to this, Abihi Ta'rif Ta'ala. And and with this you know the meaning of the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where Allah says, and whosoever commits shirk with Allah, it is as if he has fallen from the sky. And the birds tore and birds tore his body parts and he off. Or at the wind and he blow he blew his body to a far off any place. And this is what uh, the Quran mentions regarding and whosoever and he commits shirk with Allah subhanahu and wa ta'ala. And likewise, Allah Azza says, Arbabun mutafarriquna khayrun am Allah, amillah al-wahid al-qahar. Is it different gods? Different any gods? Are they better? Or Allah, and He's the one, the Al-Qahar. Okay, is it is it better to have any different gods? They're all different, or Allah Subhanahu wa Taala alone. مَا تَعْبُدُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ إِلَّا أَسْمَاءً You do not worship any besides Him, except Asma names. سَمِّيْتُمُوهَا Names which you have given, antum wa you and and your fathers. Ma anzalallahu biha min sultan. Allah has never sent any evidence or proof any for this. In al illa lillah. Indeed, the command is only for Allah. Amara Allah ta'budu illa iyyah. He has not commanded except that you worship Him. And he alone. That is the upright religion. But most of the people, they do not and he know. So here this verse is stating that whatever the people worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they give names to their statues and they claim that such and such is a god or this is deserving of being worshipped, here is refutation in this ayah. That these are only names that you people have given yourselves. You and your forefathers have made these and given them names. Allah has never sent any proof any for this, that this is allowed. It's coming from you. Okay, it's coming and it from you. And he mentions in here that Allah has not commanded except that He should be worshipped and he alone. And likewise, another verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, and Allah gives the example 
of a man who has more than one master. Okay? More than one master disputing with one another. And the example of a man who has only one master. Are they similar? Are they the same? Meaning a man who has more than one master. He's worshipping more than one God. And they are disputing. Okay? Who is he going to obey? Okay? Or the man who has only one master, Allah. And he worships only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Are these two any the same? And of course they are not. So this is the an example and regarding basically, you know, shirk. The man who has more than one master, who takes more than one master. So the Sheikh says, and Sheikh Swal al-Fawzani mentions, so those polytheists, those mushriks, and when they taraku, and they abandoned the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, la sharika la, okay, they, uh, when they abandoned tawheed, and they started worshipping others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they left, and the one, who created them for the purpose of worshipping him and that with him uh, he has their he owns and he their sa'ada their happiness then they were tested with the worship of the shaytan and basically their desires and their whims they were dispersed their desires and their whims they were and he dispersed. Ibn Qayyim, and he mentions in a poetry line, Harabu min al-riqqi alladhi khuliqu lah fabalu bil-riqqi nafsi wa-shaytan. They fleed from the servitude of the one who created them and so they were enslaved. Okay? So they were enslaved by their desires and the shaitan. So they were enslaved by their desires and the shaitan. The Sheikh says, فَلَا إِجْتِمَعْ لِلْقُلُوبِ وَلَا صَلَاحْ لِلْعَالَمِ إِلَّا بِالتَّوْحِيدِ So there will be no coming together of hearts and there will be no rectification of the world except with tawheed and except by Tawheed. كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى أَمِ اتَّخَذُوا آلِهَةً مِنَ الْأَرْضِ هُمْ يُنْشِرُونَ Or have they taken any gods on the earth who resurrect any the dead? لَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمَا آلِهَةٌ إِلَّا اللَّهِ لَفَسَدَتَا had there be within them any gods besides Allah, then they would have and been corrupted. Subhanallah, Rabbil Arshi Amma Yasifun. So glory be to Allah, Lord of the throne. And free is he from that which they attributed to him, or they attribute any to him. إِذَا خَلَتَ الْأَرْضِ مِنَ التَّوْحِيدِ قَامَتَ الْقِيَامَةِ So the Sheikh says, for this reason, when the earth becomes void and of Tawheed, 
then that is the time that Yawm Al-Qiyamah will begin. That is the time that the Day of Judgment will begin. When the earth becomes void and of Tawheed. كما روى عن المسلم عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم as عن المسلم عن المسلم narrated from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تقوم الساعة حتى لا يقال في الأرض الله الله and in which means that the day of judgment and the hour will not be established until and no one remembers Allah or until and there is no tawheed left as the explanation of this he mentions and the sheikh says and from the last part of this lesson the sheikh says the similarity and regarding the differing of the early mushriks in the time of the Prophet and the, the the similarity regarding the differing of the mushrikeen and the early mushrikeen regarding their actions of worship and regarding their deities and similarly the grave worshippers today they differ in in grave worship okay as we only learned before from our previous lessons that the mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet they differed regarding that which they worshipped okay some worshipped the righteous some worshipped trees the graves, the sun and the moon, etc. So they had different things that they worshipped. Every, like, uh, every qabila, they had their, their, their god that was different Ali, from the others. So the Sheikh says, similarly, as the Mushrikeen differed regarding what they worshipped, nowadays the grave worshippers, similarly, they differ regarding who they worship. They differ regarding who they worship. They all are grave worshippers. Okay, they agree upon one thing, which is the worship of graves is allowed, the worship of the Salihin, those who are dead. But who is that one that should be worshipped? They all differ. Okay, one worships one, and he doesn't see the permissibility of worshipping the other one, and the other one sees the permissibility of worshipping you know, Fulan, and he doesn't see the permissibility of worshipping the other, and one makes that, that feel of the other because of one is worshipping another one and not worshipping what they are worship. So they're all in confusion. They all agree upon grave worship. Okay? Shirk. That is allowed. But they do not agree on who should be worshipped. They do not agree on who to be worshipped. Like the Mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet, they all agree that Shirk okay, is allowed. Okay? That they can worship the idols seeking leanness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or seeking intercession they agreed upon that but who and what should be worshipped they differed so the same situation and the grave worshippers are in and in our days the sheikh says all of them they have a grave that is khas for them that is special for them and that they seek leanness to this grave or to this person who is in that particular grave with different actions of worship. So, say every, every sect of Sufis, every sect of Sufis, they have a Sheikh which they have taken by their followers as their Lord and their and a deity and to worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that 
that Sheikh can basically bring new legislation into Al-Islam or he can remove legisl legislation that is uh, that was basically, that's basically found in the Quran and the Sunnah yeah, so every sect of Sufis they have their Sheikh again okay, they agree upon something okay, they agree upon something but who is that Sheikh they all differ upon that okay, different groups they differ upon that and they believe about his followers, they believe that that person, that person, and that sheikh, that he is able to legislate new things in Islam or take away new things. As we know, and which is commonly and known from them, and for example, those who uh, tell their followers, you don't need to pray anymore. You don't need to pray five times a day. What you need to be is under my umbrella. Okay. Be my follower, and I will intercede for you. I will take care of you in the day of judgment. Okay, that is known. And you from them. They tell their followers, you don't need to pray. Okay, and some have these weird ideas why they they shouldn't pray. And the I don't know if this is the you know don't want to use the word, but one of them they claim that they are exempted from praying because they know Arabic. Strangest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, they know they basically they've reached a level. They know Arabic, so they've reached a level that basically exempts them from from praying. And the Prophet he knew Arabic. The companion they knew Arabic. Okay, did they pray? Yes, five times. Yes, until they died. Yes. Okay, so you know there's a lot of misconception and. A lot of doubt out there. As you see, the shaitan comes to every people from one angle, okay, to destroy them and take them away from the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal and the Haq to the to the Ba'ti. So the Sheikh says, and indeed the shaitan and he plays with the children of Adam, deceives them. And there is no safety. From the evil of the shaitan and the evil of his plans, except by holding firm to Tawheed, the Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, and holding firm to the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he ends and he says, and you ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to make us see the truth and that he blesses us to follow it. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us know the falsehood and to consider them to be false and that he blesses us to avoid it and, and stay far away from it. And we end with this.